and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you today. As a reminder, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We release two shows a week on Tuesdays and Fridays on YouTube, and you can also listen to them here on the podcast. As a reminder, we now have our Patreon live, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. You get the weekly after show, a lot of fun there. You can watch it or listen to it as a podcast as well. Hope to see you over there, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. If you like the show, consider leaving a five-star review in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, helps us out a lot. And for all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos, head to mtmvegas.com. Thanks for listening. Let's hit it. Mark, did you see that video of Adele doing her residency? She's back in town and she's going through the audience and then she finds Sir Paul McCartney. The couple embrace British music royalty from different generations. Good to see. Yeah, a cool experience, especially for anybody that was there and got to see it live. I think that's something unique and two of the bigger names in, in music history, much less in British music, music history. So I think that's pretty awesome. And, and it was so cool that they were able to do it while she's singing and, and everybody be a part of that, you know, versus him just popping in backstage after the show and everything. I think that's pretty unique and something special. I think everybody forgot that Adele was in town this past weekend because of the U2 show, but she's still going strong with that residency and didn't want to be outdone. Sir Paul coming to see her instead of U2, is that going to cause a controversy? Maybe he went day two as cheaper tickets. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we talked previously on a show about the NFL slot machines coming, and they have rolled out to casinos all over Las Vegas. And finally got to check them out last week and try them out. And there's lots of videos on YouTube about the slots if you want to see all the bonuses and everything going on. I recommend the one from Vegas Matt, but there's a ton of them on there. But this slot machine has this interesting bonus called the two-minute blitz. And I want to put bonus in quotation marks because basically once you trigger this, you have to keep gambling more and more and more in order to hit the little bonus, which is pays you coins, basically, if you get coins on four different spins in a row. But it's tricky because it makes you gamble quicker. You almost think you're getting a free games bonus, but then you realize every time you hit the button, the bet is coming out. That sounds shady and not fun at all. Like, I don't want to just button smash to try to win something and spend money, which is not even a guarantee. Like, if you're going to call it a bonus or some type of extra spiff of the game, then it should be on their dollar or like, like a free play type situation. If you're going to blow through your money, you don't want to do it so quickly, you're not even taking in the game or experiencing it and you're just trying to get these coins and at the end of it you don't even walk away with anything you just lost a lot of money blew it in two minutes it's just like what's what's the point of that that's not fun i just play normally and be like oh well I guess that is what it is. I made my wife play because I wanted to film the slots and try it out. And she wasn't happy with how quickly she lost on there. They do have some cool bonuses like field goal bonuses and other ones uh, that we didn't get. And as you point out, that two minute uh, drill, it just eats your money because you just want to play as many times as you can within the two minutes. So you're hitting the button fast, but every spin is a bet. And I wonder if there's other slot machines. I can't think of any other ones that have that. I'm sure it's not unique to this that other slot machines do have that type of bonus situation where you're actually betting quicker than before so i thought i would throw that out there i do like the ability to customize the teams obviously i went with the green bay packers even That's though uh, we had a <laughs> yeah 
Stupid lion's hat there you got on. What are you? Two shows, two shows in, a in a row. row. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that has the NFL name on it, you know, they're going to be cheap and tight about it. So, uh, you know, they they took money from veterans to, to promote veterans and stuff. And we're getting paid to do those on the field things before the game, which I still think is like the craziest thing in, in the world. So no doubt if uh, they have the NFL naming rights, they were like, make it extra tight and extra cheap. <laughs> but people do seem to like them. And I want to say that they seem fun. We had a bad experience, but that doesn't mean everybody will. Uh, but yeah, check them out. But don't fall for that two-minute drill because my guess is that more often than not, you leave it with less money than you started it with. And in fact, we had to put more money in just to be able to finish it, which was brutal. So Harrah's Mark, uh, they are going to be 50 years old. And I know that this contest that they're having is one that is made in your dreams. You can win two free nights there uh, along with some other prizes. That's cool in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> $300 food and beverage, $250 spa credit, two tickets to a show of your choice at Harris Las Vegas, and then two tickets to either the high roller or the zip line at Link. So not a bad package. And you just have to basically tweet a picture. We'll put a link to the rules in the description or on Instagram. You basically got to say my favorite memory from Harris, I suppose. So are you looking to win two free nights there? I mean, I think Harris finally figured it out. When people say you'd have to pay me to stay there, they're like, okay, this is how we get people to come. Is we're going to pay half. <laughs> Pay him to stay here. I mean, Harris, we've talked about this on the show. It's not one of my favorites. I We used to love the Diamond Lounge there, the Laurel Lounge. It was one of the be the better ones. And they do have uh, some decent restaurants, but it's just not my favorite place to gamble. Do you have a picture of yourself in, in Harris? I don't. That might be the difficult part to enter. <laughs> I think I might have something from when I went to go get Buddy's Pizza there uh, last time. So I'll have to go <laughs> check it out. But I mean, it's worth entering and trying to win. I don't think Harris is my go-to place as we talked about on the show when I grabbed a room there uh, when I was staying at Wynn and uh, of course the room smelled and there was all kinds of problems but you know if you want to stay in an old Holiday Inn then uh, you can uh, you can do you it go. but it's always good to you, get free stuff I bet you people have maybe a picture of them rubbing the money back before they they ruin that too yeah Winnie and Buck you got to have a <laughs> selfie with Winnie and Buck most people yeah. should have that that's my favorite thing about that whole place so and it's gone that in the Diamond Lounge it's gone too so all the things I love. It is purple. I like the color purple. So I suppose there there's go. that. I do like the outdoor area. Uh, you know, gambling out there it, that can be fun and it's it's lively at night. So I will. I'll give Harris that. There you go. So make sure to enter, get your free stuff, and uh, give it a try. So this is a like a truly Las Vegas story, and this is not something that's unique. Uh, Vital Vegas wrote about this person who hit the wheel of fortune with only one credit in. In this case, it was a dollar machine, so I think they only had one dollar. They were betting $5 through their most of their gambling, and then they got down to $1 so at the end. Yep, and the last uh, spin was Wheel of Fortune. They won $1,500 instead of like $1.1 And this happens a lot, and this is why I recommend not playing a machine with a progressive like that unless you are eligible. Now, obviously, that rule probably you know, wouldn't hurt most people because what are the odds of actually hitting that? Right. I mean, but when yeah. you do, you don't want to be the guy who gets $1,500 instead of 1.1 million. You know, I play a lot of table games. I don't play slots as much, but all those little bonus bets, which are a casino advantage. They're not a great play usually for the player. I always say either you play it all the time or don't play it at all. Like don't go in and out. If you play it for like two hands and then stop for three hands, it always hits <laughs> when you're not betting it. And that it just makes it worse experience where if you aren't betting the whole time, you'd be like, Oh, I would have made a hundred. 150 bucks there but uh, you know i probably would have spent 130 to get it so that's the type of thing now this is a bit rare because it was his last dollar so i think if you're playing five dollars the whole time you get down to a dollar and it's the only way you can spin it yeah i mean you hit 1500 
you probably want all the money back that you had poured in the machine and, and then some. So if I told you, Sean, before all this, put a dollar in a slot machine, I'll give you 1500 Wouldn't you be super excited and be like, whoa, I just won 1500 bucks off a buck? No, I wouldn't be excited. Just when you have a machine like that, just cash the dollar out, go somewhere else. Don't put yourself in that position. Imagine all the sleepless nights this person's going to have thinking about how they could have that $1.1 Yeah, I do like in the article where he points out like all the stuff you don't have to worry about now, filling out the paperwork, spending hours on that, having people come beg you for money out of the woodwork and deciding if it's a lump sum or or if you want to broken out over payments and stuff. And I never really realized, because I'm not big into slots, that the progressives don't get paid out by the casino. They get paid out by the slot company. So that adds you know, time and a whole nother layer of things. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, those progressives, especially like the Wheel of Fortune Megabucks, they're paid out by the, the owner and they own all the machines and they are leased back into the casinos, uh, which is generally the case in any of those wide uh, progressives. This story reminds me of you know those stories that come around every once in a while where somebody pushes the button for somebody else or they pull the handle for somebody else. Oh, yeah. And... You know, we've seen people lose jackpots because they have their kid do that, or uh, we've seen it happen where a friend does it and then they don't want to give the money. Just a reminder on that scenario that whoever presses the button gets the money. They're, they're the winner. So, uh, yeah, these little things, you know, the odds of it actually happening to you are low and you'd probably lose a lot more money by making sure you bet up. Uh, with these types of machines, but you just don't want to be the guy who loses the 1.1 million. I, that would haunt me. Uh, any gambler would be chasing that for years and years and years. I mean, but if you win it too, then you think you're invincible and you might just blow it all anyway. So who who knows? I think the worst thing to happen is to hit like a twenty or thirty thousand dollar win because then you you chase that that you think you can replicate that because it's not this massive win and you might chase that a bit harder. And I've heard horror stories about that. So I think like the big but not life changing win is probably the worst win possible. So it's October, and that means that Westgate is going to be doing more advertising. I don't know what that means, but they have come out with their Halloween suite. Uh, Westgate has a Christmas suite. They have other Parisian-themed suites. Uh, I don't. I think they got rid of their Elvis suite. They also have family suites there with bunk beds. They really lean heavily into this uh, theme suite thing. But this new Halloween suite looks incredible. 1,100 square feet, and it's really all about the black, right? I mean, they went all out from carpet to walls to the decor all over. If you're into Halloween, this is the place to rent. And I always forget about Westgate. It's kind of like the redheaded stepchild of the off-strip properties. Like, you don't ever consider it, and they do have some cool rooms. And we talked about the Christmas one a couple months ago, which looks great. And, and then I said... I love that they went all out with it versus some people will try to sell like a here's the elf suite and they put like a poster up on the wall and a little bit of tinsel in the room and it's like that's not doing it. Where this they have like skulls on the wall and candles and all this stuff like they they do it right. So I give them a lot of credit for that. And if you love Halloween, I think this would be worth the money and a really cool experience if you're going to stay in the room. The problem is when you're in Vegas, how much time do you spend in the room? Yeah, I wonder how old the room would get because it's so dark and black and if you would get tired of being in there. I love the way that they're leaning into these themed suites, though, and I hope that they come up with more ideas and uh, they're doing it because this is year round, the Christmas suite and this suite. So it's not just for October or for Halloween. Uh, you'll be able to get this any time of year. And because it's a unique suite, I have to imagine a lot of people We'll probably book it. It'll be hard to find. It's not like they have dozens of them. And like you said, I think they went all out. They did a great job on the decor and getting it to look and feel like Halloween so dark. And I wonder if there's like LED lights. We can't really tell. But hopefully when you turn off the lights, there's some fun there too. Oh, there's some fun when you turn off the lights, Sean. <laughs> it is Vegas <laughs> after all. <laughs> So speaking of rooms, 
Paris's Versailles Tower, that's the old Jubilee Tower at Bally's, is bookable as of like November 1st. There are some dates in late October where it has really high prices, but then when you try to book them, uh, it says no inventory. But I checked November 1st and you are able to book these rooms. Uh, so these, that's a pretty quick turnaround time for this renovation, uh, which only started a couple months ago. I don't think that the bridge is already connected to Paris, so maybe not all of the connections will be finished, but these rooms coming online, not my favorite look. I think the rooms in Paris proper are better, but they are modern, they're nice, they have uh, some interesting views, and I suppose being linked to Paris instead of Horseshoe is a bit of an upgrade as well. Well, if you're like, you got to go outside to get to the, the tower because the bridge is <laughs> No, it's good to see it's open and, and, you know, this adds to Paris, which I think is the better property, so I, I like that, and while it might not be the best, you know, at least it's it's got more for it. So if you're getting comps, it, hopefully you get better comps at Paris now that they have more rooms to share with and all that stuff. And I do like the Paris. Paris is kind of like my gem, value gem uh, on the strip, especially for Caesars properties. Uh, I really like the casino and, and a lot of the rooms, you know, have good theming and everything. So good, glad to see it, even if it's not quite to the level of the old school Paris. I was surprised that they turned this project around so quickly. I didn't expect the rooms to be coming online. Yeah this fast uh, but uh, they're still doing construction on the outside the horseshoe construction of old red uh, looking like it's behind like they're going to be delayed a little bit on the opening but that's still all happening so that corner is a mess uh, just like the rest of the strip at this point so it might as well be a mess because everything is but you know good news for those of you who are looking to stay in those i'm sure those suites are a pretty penny it looked like it's a slight upgrade over regular rooms there so you're going to pay more than a standard paris room although not a huge amount uh, of course those bellagio view suites are going to be really high because those are the only rooms that sort of have that view on the end of the tower uh, so you'll pay up for those, but uh, good to see that and uh, a new product coming to Caesars. So I wanted to talk about Nomad. I stayed there just before the MGM hack and meltdown a few weeks ago. So everything I'm talking about is based on the normal sort of MGM experience, not what we've seen since the cyber attack. I've talked long about how this is perhaps the best hidden gem in the MGM lineup. Delano, one of my favorite hotels, all suite is great. And I think it's a very similar sort of value, but it's very South Strip, whereas Nomad located inside Park MGM is a uh, great location. And what I really love about Nomad, and you've stayed there too, is the lobby. You can arrive at this lobby. It's very sort of dark and old worldly, uh, feels very high end, but it's also cut off from the rest of Park MGM and that property, giving you sort of a hotel within a hotel feel. You don't have to deal with the casino if you don't want to. And I think it sets the stage for the stay really well. Yeah, it's similar to Nobu in that way and Caesar's Palace, but it's even set up better because Nobu, you have to like walk through the, the casino you know, and, and Caesars is the worst casino to try to find stuff in. And then you go into the middle and you're like, oh, okay, here it is by these elevators. It's kind of a weird setup where at least this was built and made that way. Like they designed it for this. So I, I like that aspect that it feels like it's its own property within a property versus just like an afterthought that was thrown in there. And I know you don't have to be staying there to go in the restaurant or anything or the bar. And But both of those are, are amazing and, and kind of a hidden where a lot of people maybe don't think of Park MGM for a fun high-end dining or bar experience, but the, it, it does offer that there. And of course, you have the Park MGM, the, the best food court in all of Vegas. Italy. <laughs> yeah, Italy. Love Italy. <laughs> So I really like the lobby also because you can just sit there and have a quiet space. Yeah. It's not something you usually get in a big Vegas 
hotel and Park MGM's lobby is definitely more hectic. Uh, Check-in experience was great. I booked through American Express Fine Hotels and Resorts, similar to how I did with Bellagio a few weeks ago when I talked about that stay. So that gave me a $100 property credit to be used all across uh, any MGM property. We used it for dinner, and then we also got some pizzas at Italy to use the rest of our credit. Also got a $60 credit for breakfast at Primrose, which is one of my favorite breakfast spots in Vegas. Yeah, not one that hits a lot of people's radar, but it's a really neat spot. And then then we got late checkout, 4 p.m., and uh, some other perks along the way. So one of the perks is an upgraded room, and I was upgraded to their mini suite there. This is my second time staying in that room. You get the bathtub inside the room, unlike a standard room there, but you don't have a separate living area. It's all sort of in this one area. The other interesting thing about this room is the bathroom is deconstructed. So you have the bathtub in the room, then you have a separate sort of water closet with the toilet area, and then a separate half bath or whatever with the shower. So everything is very split up. But I love the room, and it's very unique unique in the way it looks compared to anything else in Las Vegas. Yeah, and I think it feels very new New York inside too. Like the design, the the furniture they pick, everything. It doesn't feel like a basement that they put freak brick on a wall. <laughs> like like the New York, New York, like they actually oh, did it stop. right and, and spent some money. Uh, so I, I do like that. If you like New York East Coast design, I think this is a really great spot that you'll you'll enjoy all of those touches. The one area I really think about when I'm staying at Nomad is how it compares to Aria, uh, I guess even these days Cosmo or Bellagio. And I don't think it sort of compares to Cosmo very well, but it's about half the price usually. And that's where the value comes in. I The one big complaint I have about Nomad, the hallways are so dark. I don't love that when you're coming up in the elevators. Uh, you can sort of tell the building is older, even though they renovate it, like the windows are dirty. And there's some wear, I would say, in the hell- elevators and the public areas in Nomad. So it's not a perfect place to stay, but they nail the service better than any other MGM property, I think, especially in the Nomad area. Park MGM, smoke-free, people like that a lot. The casino doesn't have the liveliest vibe, but it depends on sort of what you're looking for. I talked about Cosmo and how we got no beverage service there, went right to Park MGM. Great service there as well. Another stay, I think this was my third stay in the last two and a half years at Nomad. I got the one-bedroom suite once. I've gotten this room twice, all through FHR, so you're going to get that upgraded sort of room. And I just like staying there. Uh, The pool area is the one downgrade from the old Monte Carlo days where they had like a wave pool and a lazy river. Now the pools are sort of smaller and bathtubby. The Nomad pool is only open on the weekends uh, this time of year, so you have to kind of swim at the Park MGM pool, and that could be a downside. But Primrose, the rooms, the staff, the check-in, another great stay at Nomad. This is the hidden gem of MGM and is a property I would not hesitate to recommend uh, over just about every single one because you have the accessibility, because you have sort of the unique vibe, and because everybody is so friendly there. Yeah, and I think that plays a a lot into which lobbies and hotels I like in Vegas. Like, I love Cromwell because it's a boutique hotel, easy check-in. There's never really a long line. Same with uh, Nobu, same with Nomad. And then you can even get into, like, uh, Cromwell and stuff like that. Like, all these unique independent check-in areas. We've talked about lines at Rio, talked about lines at Caesars Palace and all that stuff. And this usually you have to pay a little bit of a premium to get that i think cromwell and nomad are the ones that are the value that you can get that kind of experience without paying a premium and i think that for some people especially me like i'm in vegas for two days maybe like a a weekend trip i don't want to spend an hour or two waiting in line like that is value to me and i'll give up a little bit on the room or other places to get through that line quickly if i don't have you know if i'm not a higher level player that i get special check-in privileges and stuff like that so i think that's something to consider when you're booking a room yeah it's a great place 
lot to consider there, but something to be said about the simplicity of that being, you know, attached to something, but having the flexibility to have smaller spaces and more intimate service and all of that. So Nomad should be high on your list. It's right up there with Cosmo as my favorite properties. Uh, Bellagio, just below that, but we've talked ad nauseum about Bellagio, so I don't want to trigger any more Bellagio lovers out there because uh, it's pretty good too, but don't sleep on Nomad. What I really noticed was how much hotel rooms have changed in just in the last few years because you walk in the room there, there's a 55-inch television and it seems small. It seemed really small <laughs> in that room for some reason. I was kind of surprised. And like how many people actually lay in their room and watch TV in Vegas? That's what, like you could have a 27-inch in there and nobody would care. <laughs> I don't know. I would care, Mark. I would care. (laughs) (laughs) So let us know what you think about anything we talked about today. The Halloween suite at Westgate, Nomad. Leave a comment and we'll discuss it there. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon where we also do the after show, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. Thanks for watching. Talk to you next time. Have a good weekend, everybody.